right. <laughs> I know you're probably looking at your screen going, oh, no, him. Yeah, Big D is off tonight. Welcome to Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, also 1029 on Samsung TV+. Plus. Also remember to follow us on all the socials as well, including Facebook, Twitter, Getter, the Getter feed, the Getter chat. Uh, go to Real AM Voice and jump in the Getter chat tonight. Say hello. Let's jack up those numbers. Let's uh, hit the like button. Let's share it with all your friends and try and get as many people involved with the show as possible because we love you in the chat. Of course, Slick Rick is going to be giving us the Slick Rick a little bit later on with some sports. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Rick. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. And uh, you made some money last night, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I did. <laughs> Out in Denver. See, I told you. 2500 25 grand. You hit. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's easy to spend other people's money. Exactly. That's the way the government does it. They don't That's care. True. That's true. So take Big D's money, especially because yes. he's not here right now. What does he matter? Anyhow, uh, of course, sitting in for uh, Damon, Big D, is Big Z, we call him. Uh, David Zier, how are you, my friend? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? So a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be working with you. And um, I just renewed my subscription to Glamour Magazine just in time for the male pregnant guy. Oh, really? Yes. I, I didn't know you had a <laughs> subscription. Good for you. Yes. So we'll, uh, I guess that's something you want to talk about a little bit later? Yeah, we have a picture seem of to bother it. you? So, uh, you know, don't eat first. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, wow. So we went right to it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and he has a new book out. We'll talk about his children's book, which is, makes it worse. I think I've seen you. I've seen you look like that after after you're done cooking a good I, meal. I do after the show. Uh, wings Don't we and, all? Wings and beer. <laughs> and so. uh, of course, David Zierd. He joined us last night. He's joining us tonight. You can catch him tomorrow morning on his own show right here on Real America's Voice. Uh, tell everybody who you got coming up this week. Uh, tomorrow morning, I Patrick Byrne, the Overstock CEO and founder, amassed a two billion dollar empire. I uh, was CEO of the America Project, working on election integrity issues, closing the border. Um, pretty smart guy, libertarian, um, likes Trump, um, wants to see more of a diverse ticket, maybe like a Tulsi Gabbard Trump or mm -hmm. uh, something like that. But I think he likes Trump Lake as well. Um, but, you know, he's a smart guy. So uh, I was uh, I was honored to have him on. Uh, now, we'll, now, let we'll me ask you because in the morning on 8 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, you, you're going to be hosting your show. It's called Breaking Point. If you don't know by now, you should be, uh, you know, David will club you with uh, various items he has behind the desk here. Yes. Um, you should definitely check it out. 8 a.m. Real America's Voice right here on this network. Uh, David always has great guests. Now, now uh, about. Peter himself, because I've seen him talk a lot. We 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 featured some of his clips last year during the whole, you know, when they were investigating the uh, the um, election fraud. Yeah, and he was he was pivotal. He was very active in yeah. some of those uh, investigations, Patrick, putting up his own money, he put right? a lot of resources in there. Yeah. And you know what we've all been saying? It's just like everything else. We've been saying, listen, this isn't right. Something's wrong, and now it's coming out on video. And uh, Arizona, apparently uh, they lied about how much time they spent verifying the individual signatures. They said they spent 4.8 seconds or something like that, and they spent a second. And the guy wasn't even looking, and he's running <laughs> right. signatures through. Oh, they're good. They're valid. And now they have on video people after the machines were certified, um, you know, the yeah. votes were certified, um, maybe going, hacking into these machines, taking going them apart. In the, the, yeah, they, they, were, they were accused of going in, reprogramming them. And then, of course, that's why uh, more than, uh, I guess, about two-thirds of these machines failed come 
election day mm-hmm. because they were tampered with after they had already been uh, after uh, they had already been uh, calibrated and approved for use. But we're all crazy, right? Yeah. We're crazy. Oh, yeah. Now they have an explanation as to where the mail truck went in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's all theory. Uh, yeah. You know, it's all you know. We don't know what we're doing. And then these girls are <laughs> for nine hours on closed circuit camera shoving votes through, maybe turning 30,000 votes into 120,000 votes. But they didn't do it. It didn't happen, right? They didn't even know there was a camera in the room, I think. They forgot. And for nine hours, they were running these things through. So what were they running through? You know, what else could it be? Pulling things out of the bottom of the table, taking ballots out, running Uh, them through multiple times. But nothing but we're all wrong. Right. It, it was probably just menus to the local uh, yeah, you know, Chinese, Chinese food, yeah, uh, yeah. Our pizza patio down the street. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, let's get that. It's a Chinese takeout. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> Actually, we have a duet. We have a patio pizza here on Long Island uh, that Trump's acknowledged. Uh, guy, great oh, yeah. guy. Yep. Guy Caligari. Yep. Uh, sure. Great place. Patio Where is pizza. that place? It's in St. James. It's Long is. Island. Yeah, St. James. A lot that's, going on on that, Long Island. That's why I brought it up, by the way, because it keeps faxing my other place of business every day. It does. Eleven thirty <laughs> yeah. every day. It faxes us. Uh, I guess it's trying to fax us the damn menu to the place. It's yeah. like, look, stop. Yeah. But, well, so a lot. Long Island's a busy place these days. And yeah. tomorrow morning, uh, there is a protest at 10 a.m. Starts at the Belmore train station in Nassau, goes out to Stony Brook University, Stony Brook University and South Street, where, you know, they want to house illegals. Um, you know, and it's like in the middle of nowhere, you know, they can't walk anywhere. They can't go eat anywhere. Um, they won't have cars. What are they going to do? They're just going to be like refugees sitting in the middle of a state college campus. And where are they going to be staying at the college campus? Because it's a vast campus with uh, yeah. a lot of dorms. Are they saying they're going to open up the dorms to these people? Is that what they're saying? Well, or are they going to let them pitch tents on the football I don't know. Field? I don't that know exactly. Real well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly. But, you know, Stony Brook has become a hard college to get into. It's part of the state university system. Probably the best or one of the best campuses. Yeah, no doubt. Very hard to get into. Yep, good school. Strong GPA, great for engineering. Um, It's this massive campus, but what are they going to do? They're going to stick them by the train station over there, and they're going to walk across the street, and you're going to have thousands of illegal aliens uh, going to get breakfast at 7-Eleven and stuff. like. You know, Stony Brook Village is a beautiful place, and the Stony Brook area is a beautiful neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And it's upper middle class, middle middle class, upper middle class. Um, You know, but it's all full of liberals on the North Shore. They're like, oh, we love this, we love this. But they won't let them stay in their homes, right? Until they come walking down their street at 2 in the morning, right? And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, what's going on here? Who are these people? Who are these these people that don't look like us, David? I don't know Uh the status. I heard there's busloads (laughs) of uh, illegals coming into Nassau County and Copeg. I'm getting reports on the ground. I'm trying to sort through it all. I don't have all the facts yet. Now, now I know they're having a vote, right, for Suffolk County. Well, Suffolk County um, voted yesterday with a resolution and i told you last week i was discouraged because only eight of us came in there were 70 uh, others who you know help everybody meanwhile they won't take them in their homes right um but yesterday morning there was about 50 50 and after i was kvetching that not enough people got came out on our side and listen we're running businesses and we're working these other people are all these uh (laughs) ngos right yeah yeah. nothing yep and get money they got all day and um it was that we were outnumbered, but yesterday was about 50-50, and the Suffolk County Legislature, which is a Republican majority for the first time in years, mm-hmm. thanks to the September twenty, the November twenty twenty one elections, which were a big sweep for Long Island, eighty five percent about of the elections went Republican. 
Long story short is they voted for a resolution to hire counsel to challenge Governor Kathy Hochul on allowing them to do this. Now, I'm trying to figure out, are they doing it despite their litigation that might be pending or, or the uh, court action? You know, so I think they're doing it. I think Kathy Hochul's doing it. And uh, 90,000 illegals have come to New York City. There's no way to put them. 50% of our hotels in New York City are occupied. And uh, real tragedy. And they have no plan except to inundate um, middle-class workers who are paying $20,000 a year in property taxes on a house here on Long Island. Right. You know, so, uh, and, and you know sad. what? And I'm sure people that have just heard David just kind of throw that number out there, uh, probably like, yeah, right. Who pays $20,000 a year in taxes? Yeah. Believe me, it's kind of the norm uh, on Long Island. It's Crazy. it's amazingly high tax when it comes to property yeah. tax. They, they not only get with the state tax, but the, the you know, the, the property taxes, they get the county tax. And if you live in a village, oh, there's the village tax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about uh, 13000 <laughs> on a quarter acre, and I, my house is 60 years old. Right. 50 plus years old. So, you know, you build a new house on Long Island. Um, I'm a builder. Um, I, I help builders, you know, uh, take projects through C of O and uh, we're building houses in Dix Hills, Long Island. Your taxes are $40,000 a year. Yeah. And you build a big house on the water on the North Shore. Oh, you could pay $150,000 a year in taxes. Oh, yeah. That yeah. house in Florida would be 30. Right. And houses, you know, like you described in the cute little place called Stony Brook on Long Island. I mean, it's it's an adorable little place. A lot yeah. of history, mm-hmm. right, for the uh, for, for the revolution. Spy and, trail. And the spy, yeah, spy trail, trail that came yeah. through there. There's all this great history. It's a, It's got a nice little uh, inlet for the for the boating and great fish, area. fishing. A great area. Beautiful. Uh, very quiet. Uh, you know, not anymore. <laughs> it won't because the college, the college sits here. Say, say the college sits here. Then there's the train tracks, you know, with the cute little, you know, train that comes through the Long Island Railroad, takes everybody to the city. and then Locomotive, baby. Right? And then Still. on the other side, like you said, is the little village, a little string of stores. But next to, between the string of stores and, say, the end of, this, of that little string of of Stony Brook is a very exclusive private school called Stony, Stony Brook, Brook school. school. It's 30, 40,000 a year. Yeah. It's just that. to send you, it's just to send your high school child to, to live. Uber liberal. Right. Uber liberal. Um, that's all going to get overrun because where, like you said, where are these people going to go? They're going to gravitate towards, well, I need to get something to drink. Where's the Seven Eleven? Where's the local store? Yeah. They're going to all head to that area because there's nothing right. on the and, campus and on for the other side, access. It's more um, suburban, you know, shopping on the highway and stuff. But right. it's still a mile or two of a walk. Right. How are they getting there? Who's going to, how are they getting there? How are these people going to get, you know, jobs? And it's so unfair, you know, it's just so unfair. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 people or a thousand people. This is our tax dollars being abused by the governor of New York. who right. doesn't give a lick no. about the average guy, the guy who opens no. the gates for his cruise. We all wake up at four, five, six in the morning, do our thing, struggle to survive here. And uh, we're just getting stepped on. Yeah. And, so. and believe me, when, when David throws that number out, you do a quick, quick little math in your head. You're almost paying two thousand a month in tax in taxes. Taxes, not even that, occupancy rent. You know, right? That doesn't that. count your mortgage. No. That doesn't yeah. count your electric. That doesn't count your water. That doesn't count. Your, I think the average. That's a bonus. Yeah. The, the average working class suburban home on on Long Island, you're you're probably averaging about ten to fifteen thousand a year in taxes. I. Yeah, that's you know, right. And that's not including new construction, a that's bigger exactly. house that's over 3,000 feet. 
You know, uh, it's big money. But a yeah, lot of them money. are, are 20000 now, like you said earlier. A lot of them, nicer homes are $20,000, 30000 With With three kids, you have to make two hundred grand a year. You're not eating. Yeah. And you're not living like a rock star at two hundred grand a year. You're not right. doing anything. You're, not. you're basically you're not taking vacations. It, yeah, and, it's, right. and it's sick for people in the middle of the country that may be watching this show, say in, say in a uh, Kansas or an Oklahoma or stuff like that, um, to hear that number and be like, wait, how, how much? And you think, oh, you make two hundred grand a year. You're living large. You wish you were I, living large. I travel a lot with the <laughs> network. Me. It um, don't go very far. But I've only had one real vacation for like a week or two in like ten years. You know, and we're all just scrapping it out, fighting for everybody every day and everything. And that's just the reality here. You live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And um, we're the working poor. Yeah. How, how crazy is it's that? It's weird, right? <laughs> if, if you weren't, if you live on Long Island and you make over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're still considered the working poor. Yeah, that's insane. And and you know, can't do it, can't do it here. Can't do it here. All right, Ooh. not exactly the way you probably thought a Friday night would start. Sound like blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very blues. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get back on track. I promise. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We even have uh, well some some questioning uh, today uh, to John Kirby. We'll get to um, Slick Rick has got some sports. He could have been a very wealthy man. He didn't listen to me. And of course, David Zier's got some headlines. He'll steamroll us through live from Studio Six B. Real America's Voice. We'll be back. Stay there. from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night, getting your weekend kicked off. You know, we were going to, uh, and, I, and I meant to bring it up in the first segment, you know, Biden talking about the debt deal. Ugh. Um, but it happened just before the show, so we're going to we're gonna take those clips. We'll probably, and we'll save it for Damon, because Damon oh, loves Joe Biden. He'll look forward to it. <laughs> he'll look forward to it. He'll, he's, probably, he's probably listening right now going, no, talk about it now. Talk about it now. Talk about it now so I don't have to. Too bad. <laughs> Big D, that'll be uh, that'll be on your on your docket for Monday morning. Um, again, Damon's off till Monday. He'll be back Monday night for the show. In the meantime, let's do some sports and see what's going on with Slick Rick, the guy who could have been twenty five grand oh, in the pocket. All right, so I'm twenty two five less, but I still picked up twenty five <laughs> last night. But I'm going to get to that in a moment. But what All is right. it? It's Friday night, Rick. Let's go to the rodeo. rodeo. Come on, Santa Maria Elks Rodeo, Santa Maria, California, the Elks Event Center. First round under action, bareback riding. Jacek Frost, 87 and a half points on Rosser Rodeos. Right on. Steer wrestling, Stan Branco, 4.2 seconds. Team roping, first round leader, Tanner James and Wyatt Cox, 5.5 seconds. Saddlebronk, Denton Mars, 82 points on Rosser Rodeos. One shade of gray. Tie down roping, first round leaders. Jordan Ketcher, 10.4 seconds. Bull riding, Hayes Weight, 87 points on Rosser Rodeos. Shipwreck. Uh, and total payout on this rodeo, $117,585. I don't see any barrel racing there, so they're missing a good event. But uh, we'll have some more rodeo coming up in the next sports segment. Let's go to last night, right? Okay, Nikola Jokic has triple-double. Jamal Murray scores 26 in Nuggets. Game one win. This is Om Yogsmuk of ESPN. Denver, hours before Thursday's game one, head coach Michael Malone gave the Denver Nuggets a pop quiz at the team's morning shoot-around. 
Malone wanted to make sure his team, coming off a nine-day break, was locked in and ready, with Nikola Djokic and uh, Jamal Murray leading the way. The Nuggets passed their first NBA Finals test, taking the opening game from the Miami Heat, 104-93, before a sold-out crowd that had been waiting for this moment at Ball Arena. Despite taking just five shots through the first three quarters, Djokic continued his unstoppable triple-double tear through this postseason. He joined Jason Kidd as the only player to make their NBA Finals debut with a triple-double, finishing with 27 points, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds. Djokic's uh, assist total was the most by a player in his first Finals game, and he collected his seventh triple-double in his past nine playoff games while continuing to average triple-doubles this postseason. Clearly the best player in the NBA. Joel Embiid from the Sixers won the MVP this year, but for my money, and you know I love Embiid in the Sixers, I give it to the Joker. The Joker is the man. He's the Mac Daddy. The Nuggets remain undefeated at home this postseason. Undefeated, feel that they can beat any defense in a multitude of ways. Take away Jokic's uh, offense, and the two-time MVP will find his teammates for open shots. Try to double-team Murray, and the point guard can control the game with his passing. I noted the Miami Heat set an NBA post record for fewest free throw attempts last night, uh, going to the foul line just twice in the game. Unbelievable. Uh, game two is in Denver Sunday night at 8 p.m., and Jimmy Butler said that they, they've really got to be more aggressive, taking the ball to the hoop, which would then give them more foul shots, create more opportunity for points, and that's what they're going to need to do. But I'll tell you, Denver's going to be a hard beat. If, if Miami could win one game, they'll be very fortunate, yeah. I, I believe, Rick. Well, you know what it is? It's just a bad matchup. They got nobody to counter uh, no. Joker. They really, I know. They don't. Adebayo can't, can't stick with him. Bam, and, and he had a good game. He had a great game. Right. Yes, he did. I think he had but, like but again, you, you know, you, you, this guy comes at you from all different angles, especially when he's high in the post. He can control the floor, you know, and, and just move the ball wherever he wants, it seems like. And be, and being that tall, he gets to see angles that I think regular players at 6'7", six, 6'8", six, can't see. Yeah. You know, and, and how crazy is that to say, well, six, seven, six, eight, you're not short. tall enough yep. <laughs> compared to this guy. And another interesting statistic, 12 million people tuned in to basketball last night, NBA Finals. And in addition to that, Denver, the city of Denver, actually was blacked out from seeing the game on regular TV. So Commissioner Silver said they have to work on that because that, that isn't right, that all these people, oh, yeah. them, they've been rooting for that team, which was a sad franchise for many, 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 many years. In fact, I think the Zen Master, he's down in there. He might be a Denver fan as well. Because the studio, the main, oh, that's the, right, yeah. the main headquarters for uh, Real America's Voice is in Denver. And I believe he is a uh, Denver fan. So the, the Zen Master must have a lot of money riding. I should have called him up, <laughs> asked him for a loan, put that 25000 down last night. Maybe he would have backed me. I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, all right, we'll talk about the Stanley Cup final, which kicks off tomorrow night, Rick. And I got a couple other stories, including the women's national soccer team taking a beating from a bunch of retired men in it. Oh, Whoa, no. Wait, wait till you hear that one. All right. <laughs> all I right, can't so wait I'm, for that one. All right. Thank you, Slick Rick Sports, brought to you by um, Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure to use our code. you got to use our code in the checkout to get the deal that we're offering through the show where you send the receipt because they're going to send you a receipt. You need to send the copy of that receipt over to us to get your free merch from uh, LFSXB. Uh, did you follow that, David? Yeah, no ticky, yeah, no yes, shirty. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Or no ticky, no shitty. <laughs> get your hats. Get your exactly. Hats. Can get, you repeat that? Get your, get your hats, get your merch, get it all. Good swag. Uh, Good again, swag. and Damon's always coming up with new shirts and stuff to put out there. So you get to pick and choose from a pretty wide variety of stuff. David Zia, I know you've got your show coming up tomorrow morning, breaking point at 8 a.m., but tonight... What do you? What's got your? What's got you uh, grinning like the uh, the cat that ate the canary over there? Um, 
I don't know. If I woke up tomorrow with my head stapled to the carpet, I couldn't get any more surprised about what's going on in this country. Uh, tomorrow morning, I also have uh, C and D block of my show. The last two segments, we'll have the John Solomon sit-down Q&A with the audience. Very oh, informed cool. audience. Oh, that's right. From, think, the, uh, uh, from the... Uh, sit-down a few weeks ago, uh, two, a week and a half, two weeks America's ago. America's Warehouse. With John Solomon, yep. yeah. Nice. And uh, John Solomon, I think, was impressed with the caliber of the audience. So uh, we're going to show... Uh, a few pieces from that. Um, but CUNY, City University in New York, yes. right? Yeah, we touched upon that it's last night. an iconic part of New York, especially modern history in the last century. So, right. right, because it used to be like $500 to go there. And you could, a lot of people went there, became professionals, uh, attorneys. Um, and, you know, it was very cheap and expensive to get a degree from there, a bachelor's degree. Uh, but it's been all bastardized. And um, the, the class of 1986 in the law school has gotten together and issued a letter criticizing Fatima Musa Muhammad from Yemen, who basically gave a speech on May 12th. She accused Israel of dis- indiscriminate violence against Muslims, Palestinians, were bombing graveyards, and expressed the hope that student rage would fuel the fight against capitalism, racism, imperialism, right. and Zionism around the world. Uh, And in addition to that, she said uh, outrageous things like the police are fascists in New York City. And, you know, Mayor Adams said yesterday, oh, I would have stepped in if I was on stage for that because he left a little earlier uh, from the ceremony. But Mayor Adams supported Louis Farrakhan and Dr. Leonard Jeffries was fired from CUNY for anti-Semitic and racist comments against white white people. Now, now, let me stop you there. Who is this, Mr. Jeffries? His, his last name sounds familiar. So it's uh, the uncle of Hakeem Jeffries. Yep. Oh, and the, who's uh, he? Senior uh, Democratic leader in Congress oh, okay. right now in the House. Um, and uh, it, you know his rhetoric was uh, completely racist, and Adams was behind it at the time. So. Maybe he's being a little honest now and saying, you know, it was wrong for this woman to deliver this speech uh, at the law school commencement exercises, you know, the graduation. Um, But, you know, he's guilty of it. He's guilty of it, too. And it's really crazy. And it's timely because Matt Gates, and I can get into it a little later, came out with a statement that he wants uh, NPR defunded because they were airing Louis Farrakhan speeches. And I'm going to read some excerpts from that later for you. Um, that was 17 days ago. Um, so it's all timely. Um, the left is alive and well in America. Yes. So. And, and, as, and as regressive as you could possibly get. And that's, and that's probably the, the, the one thing I always, I always, uh, always kind of giggle. I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah. They claim to be progressive. Oh, we're mo- trying to move forward. You're taking us back. Not only, it, oh, Green New Deal. That's taking us to the Stone Age. So you yeah, want us to Joe stop. And Joe Biden is, uh, oh, we're all white supremacists on the right, right? Right. But this is the real racism and hate going on in America. Right. And, and all of their policies, and we'll talk about it later, they really are regressive, not progressive. There's, there's no moving forward with these people. They all want to go back in time to when we ate bugs and chased things around and, and lived under trees because, oh, that'll save the earth. Now I'm hungry. No, well, yeah, me too. Oh, I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, if I ate enough, I could, I could have a baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, That's live from Studio too. 6B. We'll do that too. Uh, we'll be back in just a few. Stay there. Oh, 
welcome to live from Studio 6B. <laughs> <laughs> Losing it, folks. I'm sorry. It's a Friday KLP night. in Cincinnati. We're su- but yeah, we're supposed to have a little bit. It's just, you know, we're going to try and keep it a little light. David Zier's not wearing a jacket or a tie. Woo. Wow. He decided, you know, to keep the jacket off. So that's good. I was good. sweating today. He, he was actually standing here going, should I wear the jacket or not? I'm like, no, keep the jack- jacket off. Jacket it's good. Off. Good just, call. Yeah. Slick Rick, of course, always looks good, so we, we can't really influence the way he dresses. I just wait till Memorial Day was over so I could wear white. Right. That's right. Looking tight. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started talking about music and, and, and my oh. favorite uh, my favorite Sirius XM uh, channel when the summertime comes is Yacht Rock. I'm sorry. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I grew up with that stuff. My parents used to play that stuff on the yeah. AM rate. WABC I just... would have like, you know, all these songs. And for some reason, now I put it on that station. I know all the words. I no. just drove to Cape May. It was uh, eight hours back for a 200-mile drive because of the traffic in Jersey, and I was yacht rocked to death. <laughs> <laughs> you said Starbucks going off his kill head. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Ambrosia, all those bands. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, Paul God. Davis. Air, air oh, supply. my goodness. I mean, air supply. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. Uh, you, you know, oh, it's one of those. I wanted oh, lithium, Alt Nation, Octane. Oh, yeah, you know. sure. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, okay. They're getting Captain and Tennille over there. It, it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> What can I say? Anyhow, Friday night, weekend's getting started. Hopefully you guys have uh, uh, some good stuff planned for the weekend. Um, I know somebody who might be uh, busy this weekend, maybe with some physical therapy or something. I'm talking about the president, Joe Biden. We, we saw the clip. I think we played it yesterday, right, where he, uh, he tripped and he fell on stage. <laughs> Right? What the hell is he talking about? And there was another one today, right? <laughs> there was another. Well, yeah, I guess they had a clip of him coming off of the helicopter. Uh, what do you call it? Marine what are they called? Marine one. Marine one. That's what it's called. Um, and he, he knocked his head. He clocked, clocked himself in the head. Way to go, Joe. Uh, but now there's a video that just came out. I guess, the, I guess somebody got a hold of it. And they tapped into, uh, you know, because... You know, the presidents are told, and I get this from Dan Bongino, because being being a former Secret Service agent, he, he offers an interesting perspective. Sure. He goes, look, this is how this is supposed to work. So when you see somebody, you know, pointing to him to say, this, go this way, goes, eh, it's kind of standard procedure. We're supposed to tell them where to go. Yeah, I read The Bubble, his book, uh, right. years ago. It was pretty good. Yeah. So when when this came out, he said, you know what? He started talking about, you know, that, that sandbag being there. We talked about that last night, how the stage was arranged. And he made a point of saying, look, he goes, I've done a bunch of these. And sandbags are very useful. We use them a lot because we got cables, we got this, we got that. Yeah. But we always set them up where we know the president's not supposed to walk. He's instructed not to go that so way. So did he really hit a sandbag? So he trips over the sandbag that was supposed to be there because that's what they use. But he was never supposed to go in that direction. Oh. So that that's his that's his take. It's probably pretty close to accurate because again, he says, you know, I've done hundreds of these. We use these sandbags for a reason. Yeah, so, I've been on the riser for uh, RAV on many dozens of occasions, and we use sandbags for the yeah. lighting and other stuff. For, and for, for the wires. you got to watch it. Yeah. you got to watch it. Oh, yeah. And oh. again, they set them up specifically when it comes to the president because they know, okay, he's not supposed to walk in this area. We can use this area. So when you see a sandbag there, he wasn't supposed to be there. 
So that's probably why he. Uh, but isn't that par for the course? He usually goes in, the, in yes. where he's not supposed to. Exactly. So anyhow, this video just got released um, that somebody uh, threw up online, and now you can hear some of the the orders as they're barking to him. You know, as they're talking him through. You know, okay, you're supposed to go this way. Stop at the general. You know, all that stuff. Telling him what to do to get to the podium till he. You know, to get him set to make his speech. Uh, so we have that here. Clip number two, Aaron, let's go. All right, Joe, let's see if you can even get to the damn mark this time. Remember, like we practice, walk around, go up and say hi to the general, and then get behind the podium. Very authentic, you can tell. Yep, upstairs, careful, careful. You know how you are with stairs. <laughs> Okay. Is that friends? Yes. Walk forward. Walk forward. Say hi to the general and stop. And stop. Where, where are you going? Not that general. Oh my God. <laughs> Joe, go back to the podium. Joe. Oh my God. This is so awkward. These poor cadets. Joe, to the podium. Could you? Yeah, thank you. Direct him to the podium, please. Come on. There you go, old man. Get up there. No, the podium, you idiot. Where are you going? A few moments later. <laughs> All right, go ahead and walk off the stage now, Joe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What happened? Did someone push you? So the crowd was cheering. Where? There's nothing there, Joe. <laughs> so there you have it. Official uh, White House audio and video yeah. of what happened yesterday at the Air Force, uh, Air Force Cadets. That actually from uh, Meme TV. You can find them on Twitter. Ooh. Mega Meme Wizard. Very funny. You got to follow them. Name is uh, The dude's name is Trevor. Does it just has some great stuff on there. That's great. Uh, so you can see. But yeah, there you go. Joe's earpiece guy freaking out uh, because, uh, you know, Joe doesn't listen, of course, and, no. and, and tanked. Right there, live on stage. That Biden really is stupid. Yes, he is. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, speaking of stupid, uh, let's go over to this story that kind of broke. Um, I don't know. Did you catch this earlier today? Um, what do you call it, David? Did Which you hear one? what happened? No. The uh, the FBI has blinked. What they do? They blinked when it comes to James Comer. They decided, you know what? With the subpoenas, uh, yeah, with the with the uh, with with the uh, with the memo that they were suppressing, what they were hiding, that they were supposed to deliver on May the tenth, facing a potential contempt of Congress vote. FBI Christopher Ray, and this is coming from John Solomon's Just the News, relented and has agreed to bring the subpoena document from the Biden family investigation to Capitol Hill for lawmakers mm. to inspect on Monday. House Oversight Committee James Comer announced earlier today the document in question that FD-1023 contains uncorroborated allegations that an informant provided to the FBI in June of 2020, alleging that Joe Biden, when he was vice president, engaged in a bribery scheme to change U.S. policy in return for $5 million to his family's business, as lawmakers said. Now, it's funny because, and again, we talked about this the other night. You weren't here. But the fact that they keep raising this number, this particular number of $5 million speaks volumes because they know the number. Yeah. So somebody somebody has informed them of this is what's in that, that 
FD-1023, here's what you're going to read about. So the fact that they're able to release this number and, and they keep putting it out there because I guess to them, that's a factual statement that's going to be contained within that 1023, with it, which was, uh, again, produced for the FBI. Now, these, these documents, they're used for um, uh, uh, confidential human informants, right? So this this was from the whistleblower. This is from the whistleblower. Yeah. The whistleblower gave the, the gave the FBI all this information, including that five million dollar number. Now the person who was the whistleblower, like the the the, the confidential human source, filled out the ten twenty three. Yeah, the FD ten twenty three. The whistleblower went to Congress and said, "Look, they're hiding this from you. You need to ask them about it." Um, and here are some details to make sure that you get exactly what you're looking for. Because when it comes to, you, you ever notice when you go to, we hear this a lot from, from Tom Fitton, um, when they request documents, the documents, oh, oh we did a search, we had nothing. And but you, Ray still But then you have agree. to go back. You have to go back and you have to really hone in on yeah. a few different things to make those documents pop up because what they'll do is they'll misspell something on purpose during the search and say, oh, we didn't have anything. Now, the, now the reason why this happened, say, in the Hillary Clinton debacle, right, with her emails is because she didn't have an, a, 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 a .gov email address. So when they said, hey, we want all Hillary's emails from the past couple of years. Yeah, personal this, server. Um, yeah. They, ha- yeah. they actually had zero because there were none. She wasn't using an she official a, 11 email address. IT professionals, 11 of them worked on her server in her house that did not have security clearance. So now Ray has decided he's got to walk this thing in and he's going to be bringing it by on Monday. Congress was alerted to the document again, like I mentioned, when an FBI whistleblower raised the concerns that the allegations were never fully investigated. So what happens is they get this document. The the informant fills it out right here. FBI, here's what I got. Now, they're not going to take this from this guy if they don't know him. Chances are he's a very good source. He's a source that they've used before. But I don't know if it's good enough. Isn't the requirements of the committee um, that they have to have the documents turned over to them, not to go somewhere to see them, I, th- I think? Well, that's the case. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he You're not paying attention. I am. He gave up. Christopher Ray is bringing it to them now. Not, not, they're, they're not going to him. Yeah. He's got to bring it to them. See, they wanted control over this. Why? Because they didn't want anybody to take pictures of it. They didn't want anybody to make notes. They didn't want any of that stuff. But now he's got to bring it to them. So now that that is being brought over, uh, Congress was alerted to the document, like I mentioned, and Comer and Senator Grassley of Iowa demanded to see the document following the subpoena. As of Wednesday, Ray indicated he was not going to turn it over. But now, late Friday, guess what? He blinked. Because they're they're going forward with these uh, with these uh, contempt charges against them, yeah. And the whole thing uh, goes back to that they may have received over ten million dollars from foreign entities. Well, see that's see that's now another wrinkle because that's different from the five million dollar number. Yeah. Now now you got to say, well, where's this ten million? Because the ten million is not due to this this FD ten twenty three. That ten million dollars is coming from somewhere else now. See, so now this this is really starting to, uh, I want to say, pick up steam. Um, 
There's a lot here that that is still going to be revealed, but the Bureau cautioned that the FD-1023 forms used by the FBI agents to record unverified reporting by confidential human sources documenting the information does not validate it, establish its credibility, or weigh it against the information verified for the FBI. Now, the problem with the FBI is the fact that they have one of these 1023s, they trusted this person who brought them the information, or else they wouldn't have given it to them. Are they if, it was just some, if it was just some schlub like me or you off the street saying, hey, you should check out that Biden dude. He's, uh, he's, a, little, he's a little crooked. Are they caving uh, because uh, this is uh, ammo to get rid of Biden for the 2024 election, and it's just ah. another... Another thing that they can take him down on? That could be. Without exactly. a conviction even. Right. You know, that he's, uh, well, listen, yeah, he's he'd too, be able to too walk messy. Away. Yeah, I agree. I think he, it could be. I, there's no way he's the candidate. I, I'll no bet. way. No I'll way. raise it to twenty five thousand, like the Denver Nuggets <laughs> bet. I'm sure big deal. Biden's not there in November twenty twenty four. No. Yeah. Now, I, I think I don't even think Biden thinks he's going to be there in November of twenty twenty four. The guy wow. isn't doing any campaigning. Uh, they're, Joe's they're, a little too old. We got to send them out to you know, put right. him out the stud. They're not. They're not running him. No way. No and way. the more and more that's that's being revealed here is going to be more and more damaging, not only to him but to the entire Biden crime family. Um, the bureau is cautioning again uh, uh, from that 1023, uh, revealing unverified or possibly incomplete information could harm the investigation. But the problem is. The reason why they're asking for this stuff is because you didn't do any investigation. That's the problem. Nobody knows. Well, what happened with the investigation? Now the FBI is going to be asked that question. What is the result of this investigation? Uh, Either there was nothing or uh, we found something, but we just did. We decided to bury it. So we'll see what happens again. I, I know. We're all like, please, somebody go to jail for this stuff. Not going to happen. But at least, at the very least, and more and more we expose these criminals and these crooks for who they are, I think the better off we'll be in the long run. Right? Maybe. Yes. I think so. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Slick Rick has got some sports. And we'll do some more with David Zier right there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. I live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Keep forgetting to mention the Getter Chat. Go to Getter.com. Getter. Go to Real AM Voice. Get into the Getter Chat. Say hello to everybody. Join the crowd. Join the fun. It's a Friday night. You know, you're supposed to relax, kick back, you know, uh, chill out a little bit, watch the show, maybe make fun of us. We're cool with that. We're always uh, we're always reading it anyway. Um, David Zier loves when you talk about him, by the way. He does. He does. I'm modest. <laughs> He's very modest. Don't forget to check out his show tomorrow morning, Breaking Point, at 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Patrick Byrne is going to be his big guest. Should be very, very interesting. Uh, right now, let's kick it over to Sports Slick Rick Sports, brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Shop all their great deals just in time for Father's Day. Grab your stuff. Use our code at checkout. Get your receipt. Send it back to us. Get some more stuff. As as a as a gift from the show to you for showing your appreciation and your love and your patronage to uh, Mr. Mike Lindell and MyPillow.com. Those people need our help, and we're here to help them and here to help you as well. Slick Rick, what do you got for us, my friend? All right, Rick. Well, we're sp- 
Banging the globe once again to bring you the wide world of wokeness in sports. Here we go. <laughs> oh, great. NASCAR blasted for Pride Month tweet. You don't understand your customers. This is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart, the only place, like I say, you'll ever see these stories. Racing fans roasted NASCAR on Thursday after the organization posted its rainbow-colored Happy Pride Month tweet. With the word pride in big black letters with rainbow outlines and framed by the words NASCAR in rainbow colors, the racing organization told fans, we celebrate the LG LGBTQ plus community during a Pride Month and beyond. Uh, but it did not seem that many fans were all that pleased with NASCAR's celebration and negative comments filled the thread. Some blasted the organization for going woke, while others insisted they just ceased being a, a fan of racing. Uh, emo Drags the Interstate tweeted, You don't understand your customer base, do you? Nobody is saying to hate anyone, but why participate? Why not just shut your damn mouth and enjoy the money you used to make? Go woke, go broke. Sorry, the France family. And then Scottergate had a good one. It's like yeah. hash, the hashtag NASCAR is putting a symbolic banana in their symbolic exhaust pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and, I like that one. And Griff tweets, Budweiser and NASCAR need to stop using the same marketing consultants. Guess we are drinking Modelo and watching Indy now. Shouldn't be surprised. They they only they always go left anyways. So He's <laughs> got a good point there. Good but point. Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you. So yeah, NASCAR right in line. Boy, I tell you, these marketing people are just that, I think that's where the wokeness is coming from. These marketing companies are very, you know, left, very liberal, and they come in, oh, we're going to get you a great exposure, bring you into a new audience. You know, any business person would generally like a new audience, provided that that audience will buy their product as the opportunity. So they do. They do these outreaches. They do these focus groups. And But, man, they've really lost track. NASCAR now joining Budweiser and who's oh, Target. I Target mean, they're all, Coles. They're all, I mean, great brands. What, you know, like the guy, one guy tweeted, you know, uh, emo drags to there, drag, interstate drags to there said you know it's okay we can love everybody it's all right to, but you don't have to make a it's thing bull crap. Thing all it's the bull crap what's it on everybody nobody, nobody wants nobody to want, see it no yeah, nobody face. wants to see it nobody wants wants your junk thrown in their face it's exactly. as simple as that we don't care so when will they have an electric pride car well i'm sure that's and it's funny the nhra doesn't really participate in any of this and after all they do drag race it's amazing so <laughs> no pun intended well, well you know what our pride flag is right there there you go. Yes. That's our pride yes. flag. That's right, Rick. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, speaking of the U.S. there with the U.S. flag, U.S. women's soccer team destroyed 12-0 by team of older male Wrexham players. This is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Uh, a group of older men, some retired from the U.K., totally destroyed a team of former U.S. women's soccer players 12-0 at an independent soccer tournament in North Carolina <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, the Wrexham's men's team, made up of former and current players, some in, the, some in their 40s, took on a team of U.S. women being coached by famed U.S. soccer player Mia Ham, we remember her. Yeah. The U.S. team was made up mostly of former U.S. national women's team players, including Heather O'Reilly and Lori Lindsay, um, according to the Give Me Sport site. The U.S. women came on strong ahead of the game, with Heather O'Reilly boasting that the older men's team was about to go down. Oh, boy. But despite O'Reilly's braggadocious, bra- 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 uh, the men, uh, what is it, bra- 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 braggadocious? Braggadocious, Aliocious. Yeah, but despite <laughs> that, um, 14 minutes into the game, the men had already scored 
four goals. By halftime, the men were up seven. And before the 40-minute game was done, the men had 12 goals. The women, nary a one. Oh, After geez. the game, O'Reilly had changed her tune a bit from bragging to we don't care that the women <laughs> lost because of it's all about living or something like that. Right. Uh, okay. The game was played as part of an independent soccer tournament called the Soccer Tournament, where scratch teams assembled for the games played in a World Cup-style structure. The event was sponsored by the founders of the basketball tournament. Uh, thanks to Thursday's massive loss, the U.S. women were eliminated from the event early. The Wrexham team now has had two wins and will proceed to the finals, which will take place Sunday for a million-dollar prize, by wow. the way. So it's a lot of money on them. But just to wrap it up, the game is notable considering the long fight the U.S. women's national team engaged in to get equal pay in U.S. soccer. Yes, the U.S. team was uh, comprised mainly of former women's national team players, but to not even score a goal against a bunch of 40-something retired Wrexham players, not making a strong case for equal pay. And also, not a good idea to have uh, people that are men playing in women's sports. You see the disparity there, Rick? Yeah, a little About bit. A, a, a little dozen bit. goals? A little bit, yeah. Ma- imagine if they were just, if they just called themselves trans. Oh, we're just trans women. So yeah. you got beat by trans women. And speaking of that team, I, I say Wrexham, they damn near killed them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rapid sports. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. I saw it a mile away. Well, I said Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Slick Rick Sports again, brought to you by uh, my MyPillow.com. Use our code to check out LFS6B. David Zia, now yeah. tell me about this uh, this Glamour magazine that you seem to have a uh, subscription well, to. Well, yeah, and I have a follow-up story when we come back to the break <laughs> on women's sports and the number of states that are embracing trans men into women's sports. It's extraordinary. Um, but yeah, so uh, Glamour magazine in uh, Britain's, the June magazine cover is this uh, splendid uh, woman. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but if we have that picture again, uh, there it is. Yeah, that's the cover of Glamour magazine. Um, full goatee and all. Uh, so, you know, this guy, I think, wrote a children's book as well called My Daddy's Belly. Ugh. Logan Brown, uh, this is according to the Washington Times today, uh, became pregnant with partner Bailey Mills, a drag performer, authored a book for his daughter about his experience as a transgender man who is pregnant. He's not a man. Yeah, that, you're not a man. Be a woman. It's like the Godfather. You're not a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're not so like a man. The insanity continues. What's the matter with you? I mean, like, so I was on the supermarket line growing up, and I always wanted to see Cosmopolitan and Glamour magazine and stuff because the girls were beautiful on the cover. And right. it's like, oh, my God. You know, how is th- is this really selling any th- copies? No. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt they're doing any business. I doubt anybody's buying this. Probably, probably the company had to buy a bunch, so yeah. it looks like they sold them, and then they give them away or something. Um, but I mean, look at the picture. That is, that is someone who suffers from mental health problems. But you know, Europe's big with the LGBTQ stuff and the trans oh, stuff. Oh, there yeah. were 150,000 people marching for LGBTQ rights uh, at Berlin's annual Christopher Street uh, Day celebration in Berlin recently. Um, I don't know. I mean, where do we go? Are we ending our civilization? Like, I don't get it. Well, uh, and again, if you could post that picture again, Aaron, um, I mean, just take a look. This, this, is, this is the face of mental illness, right? The person who mutilates their body claims to be something they're not. If you have to sit there and be, oh, well, I'm a trans man. Well, if you got to put a different word in front of the word man, you're not a man. Right. Biology says uh, science and, and, and all that stuff says you're not a man. Men, 
don't have to be you don't have to put a label in front of it to be a man. But like trans, men, uh, men are born men. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You're born one way or you're born the other way. There's only yeah. two ways. And, and, and listen, you're this is go a, through this. existed for a long time. And, you know, you want to do whatever you want. You know, that's right. your problem. But now it's a mass marketing effort and they're unduly influencing. So you've got like double the amount of trans you did in 2018. It's not a natural no. thing. And it's being forced and it's being brain, they're brainwashing everybody. Right. Um, and the hospitals and, involved, the doctors are involved, yeah. and you know the, the the pharmaceutical companies are involved because guess what? These people are going to need medication now for the rest of their life. You just got yourself business forever. One of the big hospitals. So we'll do that. Hospitals. We'll do more about that yeah. in the next segment, next hour, end of the first hour. We'll be right back after this pregnant pause. <laughs> Live from Studio Six B on Real America's Voice. <laughs> From Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Hour number two, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029, the Roku Channel as well. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, the Getter, the Getter Chat. Hello, Getter Chat. Welcome to hour number two. Show is flying by. And again, we got to uh, extend our thanks to Big Big Z for stopping in and uh, filling a seat for us on this Friday night. Thank you, David Zier. Of course, you can catch his show tomorrow morning. He does double duty on the weekends, 8 a.m. Not only will he uh, fill you up with a little coffee, he'll get you a little uh, uh, you know, interviews, too, with uh, Patrick Byrne on, on Breaking Point right here on Real America's Voice at 8 a.m. And, of course, Slick Rick. Counting the cash from last night's uh, Nuggets win, doing some sports. Slick Rick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Rick. Hour two, Friday night, rocking and rolling with you guys. Great do we, show. Do we have more? Uh, do we have more uh, of that? Uh, that uh, what is it that they're called there? That rodeo stuff coming up. Uh, no more rodeo. No more. No, the okay. old fort. Uh, we got no update from there, and uh, we haven't. Nothing. That's it. Quiet tonight in rodeo, but there should be a couple of rodeos coming up over the weekend. So we'll have more rodeo coming up. All right. So he'll, he'll have the the weekend recap for the rodeos yep. on. Monday night. In the meantime, uh, I know you guys, I know we talked about it. I don't think we played it. So I made sure I wanted to have it available tonight. Um, and again, you know, when you talk about what's been going on in D.C. and we've seen what's happened since Donald Trump came down that escalator in 2015, how it's kind of opened a lot of people's eyes, maybe way too many eyes than people really thought would happen. Uh, the level of corruption that is in D.C., Washington, D.C., from our elected officials and all the agencies that we pay that exist because of us, because they don't exist unless they have money, and the only money they get comes from us, the American people. Meanwhile, it's all being used against us, is sickening, and it's disgusting, and it's aggravating, and it feels like, you know, and... 
Damon talks about it all the time that, you know, he has no confidence that anything is ever going to happen to these people. Right, David? Um, yeah, I mean, it could happen. Um, it could happen. But, you know, from the things that we have seen. From 2015, now we know for a fact, we know for a fact it's been, and they don't, they don't come out against it. The Durham report I'm talking about, where they identified uh, the prior administration, not Trump's, the prior administration to, to Trump was the Obama administration. Now, what did the Obama administration do? Well, they seem to have been the ones that were in charge when this whole Russia, Russia, Russia scam started, the PP tape thing came out. The the illegal FISAs were issued. They were in charge when the scam from the Hillary Clinton campaign, and they all knew about it because they had a meeting about it, and they were briefed on it by James Clapper and and Brennan about what was going on, and James Comey, and they all went along with it. So now we know that because again, that came out in the Durham report. That can't be that you can't argue that away. It's also been proven in a couple of the court cases that Durham lost, but because they were in DC, of course he's gonna lose these cases. But that evidence came out. It was testified to that Hillary Clinton was behind the dossier. She was behind it. Her campaign was in on it. They'd come up with it. This was all a scam that they had set up and that the FBI was in bed with it. Yeah. They were in they were they were going along for the ride. Woo! We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have our cake and eat it too. She's gonna hook us up. We're gonna hook her up. We're gonna take this guy down. You also had uh what's his name? Strock. Oh, don't worry, we we've got an insurance plan for that. Remember that? Um, and now all of our eyes are open to all this corruption that's been going on for years, just in, just that we've well, noticed. We, we knew it, but there's a couple of things we didn't know. Um, so back in 2017, I used to do Long Island Talks Trump on News 12. It's a local oh, station. Okay. And it went out to like 2.8 million Long Islanders. And yeah. I was in a room with like one other conservative type and like three liberals. And the, the host was biased. And I'm crazy. I'm the right wing kook. In 2017, I was screaming deep state, deep state, right. deep state. But what I didn't know at the time was now there's proof that Hillary, as early as 2015, was planning it. And that Biden sat in on the meetings. Right. You know. So um, we did learn a little bit out of the dorm thing, but we've been saying this forever. Right. We've been saying it, but now now it's been validated. And again, with the dorm report out, the 300 plus pages that the FBI doesn't want to read because they don't want to see it for themselves, uh, that they're implicated in all this because they got caught. um, You notice nobody is coming out and saying, this is wrong. That's a lie. This is wrong. Here's why this is wrong. None of that. They just don't want to talk about it. So what happened the other day in the briefing room was, I want to say, spectacular. I forget the name of the, uh, the, um, the reporter who asked this. I think I have it somewhere. Um, but John Kirby, uh, yeah, here it is. Um, let's see, he was uh, pressed. John Kirby was left speechless Wednesday when a reporter asked the particular question about President Biden. Let me see if I get the... Uh, oh, it's New York Post reporter Stephen Nelson. All right, this is the, guy, this is the reporter's name. This is the guy with the, uh, with the Mack truck size uh, huevos, right? Who walks into that briefing room and says, I'm going to ask this question because nobody's asking this question. And the more we've found out, not only from the Durham report, but also from this investigation, from the Hunter Biden laptop, which is now real, verified, it's his, 
Um, the pictures, all him. Emails, they were his. Text messages, they were his. Big guy, that's him. Um, voicemail messages that were saved on it. Yep, that was Joe Biden. Um, all of this stuff. And now more and more people, like I said, our eyes have been opened. More and more people across the country, even even independents who are now starting to see, you know, what a lot of us, like David was just saying, we've known this. We've been talking about it. To us, it seems like old news. But then this guy strolls out there and he just, he just, you know, and, and, you know, of course, uh, I'm playing it up. But this was huge, huge cojones for him to ask this question. Cut number uh Cut number one, Aaron, go. Uh, there have been many developments in the House investigations into the First Family's international business dealings recently. Uh, there's one committee trying to get an FBI file alleging that President Biden took bribes. There's another IRS whistleblower who's alleging there's a cover-up in the investigation. Amid all of this, there was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing. Nah. Wow. President, the president, the president spoke into this. Uh, yeah, he's lied about it. Yes. Now you're going to do uh, that, too, there's right? There's nothing to these claims. And as for the, uh, the, the whistleblower issue that you talked about and, uh, um, and the, right the there. document. Yeah. I, I, he I can't even look. I spoke even, to that. And you're going to have to go to them on that. Look at that. All right. Let's go. Just, just rewind the tape a little bit, like, you know, Thank 10 you. seconds there, Aaron. Um, and watch at the end of when he asked this question. Um, the... Keep uh, keep going a little bit more, a little bit more, just a little bit more, because uh, I want to I want to hear the, like the last couple words of the question, and then you hear him go, wow, because he can't believe he just got annihilated with this question. Go ahead. The president has spoken to this, uh, and there's nothing. No, no, no. Rewind a little more. Like I said. Okay, good. Wow. <laughs> Here. Wow. Look at him. He can't even look. Like, the president, the president, the president spoke into this. Because right there, he he had to look uh, down and go, "Oh, I got to lie about this." Here we go. Uh, and there's nothing to these claims. And as for the the the, the whistleblower looking issue down that again, you I can't talked look. about and uh, uh, um, and the, the, the uh, document, still looking I, down. I can't I look up. Believe the FBI has spoken to that. You're gonna have to go to them on that. All right. What a complete and utter coward i don't care about his previous service right, the thanks, service sir. he's Thank doing so now much, to this Admiral. country your time. is disgusting and bravo to new york post reporter stephen nelson for having the gargantuan size uh you know what to get up there and ask that question and if you looked around the rest of the reporters who sat there a lot of them were like blank stared like oh my god he's going for this like they couldn't believe what he was saying. Like, they couldn't believe he was asking the question. So Reuters came out and fact-checked the video, came out like a few hours what ago. What video? This video? Yeah. This video it, that we can well, see for the, ourselves. There was a video uh, on Twitter uh, that that made it seem like he walked off after the question was answered. But basically, he did. Yeah. Even if you added the 30 seconds, the 10 seconds, 20 seconds back in, he still avoided the question and walked right. off. Yeah. <laughs> and, he was, and he was like... Oh. Because he couldn't, he, he's like, I got to answer this. I can't, yeah. just, I can't just walk off. I got to say something.
Instead of Reuters saying, you know, Kirby gets stumped, you know, yeah. they're, they're like totally, they have to put out a fact check uh, on it. You, you know, can because... hear Jean-Pierre tell him, tell him to pretty much get off the stage. We're going to end this right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that just speaks volumes about that is finally, that is what it looks like when you speak truth to power. And bravo again to this uh, reporter, Stephen Nelson, for, uh, you know, saying it. Saying, saying what most of us, remember, he, he was quoting things. 53% of the American people, 25% of Democrats believe that Joe Biden is corrupt. And that's just from a stupid poll. And you know polls are always off. Oh, yeah. So, again, you got to hand it to that guy. Because, and we need more of that. You know, more of the, because, because if we don't ask these hard questions and get them on record, and just let them skate with, oh, what's your favorite ice cream uh, eating there, Joe? Um, this is what we're going to be left with. We're going to be left with where this country is at this point, And we're all going to be wringing our hands like, what do we do? What do we do? Well, we're not doing anything about it because nothing's getting done. We got, we got to step up. And this guy's, you know, I, I feel for this reporter because he, he may have gotten a, uh, an earful from people that maybe don't agree with him that he works with or works for. But damn you, Stephen Nelson, good on you. You know, so I feel like that's a question David Zier would have asked. Oh, forget it. I would have been <laughs> kicked out of there a long time ago. Um, oh, you and Damon. <laughs> out the door. By the way, when we come back, I got a funny uh, former mayor of Chicago Lightfoot story for you. I think you'll relish it. So. Oh, yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, I could do it right now if you want. Yeah, the last 30 seconds of the thing. She uh, is going to teach health. At Harvard. To who? She's going to become a professor at Harvard. And the Harvard Gazette is like totally supporting her. And they said among her accomplishments, the Harvard Gazette points to is public safety. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In Chicago. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's going to teach people how to duck. Yeah. So they don't get shot. Thing from the truth. But, you know, she's probably also the most unhealthy looking person in the United States. And, uh, you know, she's going to teach health at Harvard, apparently. Yeah, that's that's what 90 grand a year gets you in America today. Exactly. And, th- and that'll, be the, that'll be the name of her, uh, of the class she teaches. Duck and cover. Yeah. Like one of those old, yeah. how those I, old uh, you know. How I closed the hair salons and got a haircut at the same time. Right. Amazing. Well, well, good on her. Look at her. Stepping up to an institution of higher learning and more depravity. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some sports. We'll do some more news live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Stay there. Slick Rick loves it when he, when he hears that song because it makes him sound like the blues, like a purpley tint in his blues. Uh, <laughs> President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home and said, quote, our currency is crashing. We'll soon lo- lo- no longer will be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar inflation deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is that there is only one asset 
that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval. Dating back to biblical times, you guessed it, it's gold. And you can get your gold from Birch Gold. You can reach out and talk to them about a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe even from your former employer, into an IRA, into gold. And the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket. You just text America to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process and show you how the whole thing works. Think about this. When currencies fall, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does a dollar have? Nobody knows, but you can protect your savings with gold like we did. Birch Gold has a double A uh, has an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy company, customers and you could be next. Text America to 989898. That's America to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. Again, text America to 989898 and see what Birch Gold can do for you. And uh, it's an interesting time there, 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 David, because again, you know, President Trump is warning. He's warning about the currency. We're seeing the things going on with the banks. We're seeing inflation. We're seeing, you know, uh, the the current debt deal that that Biden was just talking about earlier today about oh, it's going to be great. We're going to do it, none of this looks great, does it? No, no. And um, who's going to lead us out of that except for Trump? You know, we'll see if um, other people might be up to that. But I I, I think that we need. Uh, world leadership again we need to stop russia and saudi arabia and iran setting oil prices for the rest of the world too and uh coming back uh countries back on the u.s dollar and on that note you know trump uh came out of iowa uh as of yesterday before the um desantis and trump visits in iowa trump was still ahead 28 points um which are you is sure about that pretty significant sure about that 28 yeah All yeah right. um <laughs> but you know that's according to breitbart today but Actually, it was Breitbart yesterday. So, um, but the other significance was, you know, there was the Trump Hannity town hall last night. uh, And um, they had a lot of viewers and stuff. But Hannity asked Trump if, uh, what about the idea that he should tone it down? And uh, who's erupted from the audience? I I would imagine so. I I mean, Hannity is such, at this point. Hannity's a Trump supporter. He is, but you know what? You know, you know, oh, you should tone it down. Shut up. Well, he was asking the question, should he? He wasn't saying. Yeah, he but should why see, would but, he ask that question? But he got booze from the audience, Hannity, which did. was really surprising. Um, it's not people, surprising, they actually. They don't understand tone down. They, or or very, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't see, think see, I've ever seen Hannity get booed. See, the thing is. In 30 years. Is that. Hannity has now entered that that group that, oh, you know, I'm going to tell you what you should do because I think this will be better for you. No, let Trump do Trump. That's it. That that's that's Can't the game plan. Him. That that's your these are your instructions. Uh, let's see. Uh, number one, let Trump do Trump. Number two, see yeah. rule number one. Exactly. That's it. That's all it is. All right, when the you boss let... is wrong, see rule number one. Exactly. <laughs> well, the crowd was chanting, we love Trump. Exactly. We love Trump. They don't know? love Sean Hannity. They love Trump. So, yeah. you know what? Again, you got to, and we say this a lot, stay in your lane. Stay, you're not a political person. You may talk it, but when it comes to running for an office, yeah. Sean Hannity's never run for an office as far as I know, right? 
He's only well, been a talk show host. No, but but listen, there's things that I disagree with on Hannity, but he's been a, a real patriot and been fighting for Trump. That's not what I'm talking but, about. But Trump, but Trump answered it in a good way. He said, if I wasn't tough, I wouldn't be here right exactly. now. Exactly. And I guarantee exactly. you that. He said, if I didn't right. fight back, I wouldn't be here. We need courage in this country or we're going to lose our country. Right. So he had a really good comeback. That, that's the perfect answer. Again, yeah. that, that's, again, rule number one. Uh, let Trump do Trump. Rule number two, see rule number one. Simple as yeah. that. Because part of Trump is being tough, is pushing back. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who follow, um, you know, President Trump, who are conservatives, they like that message because maybe they inside themselves, I'm not really that that person. Yeah. They appreciate somebody who's out there fighting for them. Well, it's and not like Hannity was trying for. to steer him to exactly. become more moderate. Exactly. Well, not moderate, but, uh, you know, um, tone less, it down. Less yeah, rhetoric. Tone it down. Less tweeting. You know. Well, not but, you know, less but, messaging. But what does that do? Nothing. Because they're going to do the same they really, they thing to listen. DeSantis. They're going to beat the heck out of DeSantis right. the same way. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm going to tweet less. I'll be nicer on my tweets. Let's see how that works for yeah. me. Oh, look at that. I'm still being called the Nazi. I'm still being called the devil. I'm still being called Satan. Uh, nothing All of changes. those things, if yeah. Trump gets knocked out for whatever reason, would be on. On any Republican nominee exactly. for president, they'd even the, if they're they'd a liberal, be the, they'd be the next. <laughs> you know what? They'd be the next Hitler. Who wants? Who wants the? Uh, who wants the cover band when you can have the real thing? Right, Slick oh, yeah, Rick. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I don't. That's I don't want to see. I don't want to see the band when doves cry. I want to see Prince. That's right. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> with you that said, it, and with that said, let's kick it over to Slick Rick and do some sports. Slick Rick Sports brought to you by uh, MyPillow.com. Use our code at checkout. LFS6B, and save yourself a ton. Slick Rick, what do you got? Well, we got the story about Novak Djokovic. He survived the French Open scare earlier today uh, at the uh, at the French Open. The two-time champion Novak Djokovic huffed and puffed his way into the French Open fourth round with a 7-6-7-6-6-2 win over Spanish 29th seed Alejandro Davidovic Fokina on Friday. David, uh, Djokovic, who is aiming to leapfrog injured champion Ridal, uh, Rafael Nadal and win a second uh, record 23rd Grand Slam title, came into the match on court Philippe Chatria. Uh, having lost to Davidic Fokina the last time they met at Monte Carlo. I knew it was going to be a very difficult match, a very physical match. Djokovic said, uh, we played three hours for only two sets. He contested very well. He's an amazing fighter and an amazing player. He uh, has very few weaknesses in his game. Congratulations to him for fighting back. But uh, the Djokovic is moving on and uh, looking good. So we'll see what happens. He's 36 years old now, the Serbian player. Very outspoken about vaccinations. And a lot of us really do appreciate him in, for being a man standing on his own. And I I do hope he does end up taking the French Open. But, boy, he, did he have a scare today. Tough run. And uh, just another quick story, Rick. Let's get to this. Some sad news. Another horse dies at Belmont Park ahead of next week's Triple Crown finale. This is an AP report. New York, a six-year-old horse died after being injured in a race at Belmont Park ahead of next week's Triple Crown finale in New York. Chazen uh, Bryn uh, injured his right front leg near nearing the quarter pole in Thursday's third race. He bumped another horse before being pulled up by jockey Joel Rosario and had to be euthanized on the track, according to the Equibase race chart notes. Trained by Rudy uh, Rodriguez, Chastenburn uh, had six wins in a 25-year career, and 25 career starts and earnings of $212,530. Uh, it was the second incident involving one of Rodriguez's horses in four days at the track. Uh, Midnight Empress was pulled up by a jockey Javier Castellano in the ninth race on May 28th and vanned off by Equian Ambulance, according to New York Gaming Commission. Rodriguez has had 
four horses, including Chastenburn, die this year, uh, with three occurring at Aqueduct, according to the uh, commission's database. The Belmont Stakes uh, third leg of the Triple Crown will run June 10th, and the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, the sport's new governing body, is investigating 12 horse deaths in the past month at Churchill Downs, home of the Kentucky Derby. You know, a lot of the, the, the purists, the racehorse people that really know much more than I do, I don't pay the kind of attention these guys do. They say, horses die all the time, but boy, it just really seems strange yeah. what's going on, and uh, hopefully we'll get an answer. Is it the Viagra? I don't know. I saw a documentary uh, saying that the Viagra was killing horses. Uh, they were given a massive doses. Could be. Could very well be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, let's face it. When, you, when you're talking about horse racing or, or any sports, really, everybody's looking for an edge. Yeah. You know, you talk yeah. about PEDs. Oh, slightest thing. Yeah, slightest thing that can yeah. give you that much of an edge over the next competitor, whether it be a horse or a human. Uh, they're going to go for it. They're yeah. going to push it because the 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 benefit, you know, the the outcome could be so lucrative for them. Sure, of course, you know. And then of course you take that and be like, well, now I can breed this horse oh, that's and make even is. more. That's where the Ooh. big money is, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Rick knows all about that. Yeah. I'm always horsing around. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Get the whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do more with David Zier and uh, more with you guys. We'll check in with the chat as well. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Stay there. All right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Friday night. Thank you for spending some time with us as your weekend quickly approaches. Slick Rick has got sports. We'll do one more sports report with him before the night is out. Our good friend David Zia is here. He'll, yep. he, you can also catch him tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on Breaking Point right here on Real America's Voice. Great show. He's going to have a special guest, his big guest uh, for tomorrow's show, Peter Byrne. Right, Peter Byrne? Patrick Byrne. Patrick Byrne. Sorry. Yep. I, knew it was, I knew it started with a P. Yep. Uh, but Patrick uh, used to be the uh, CEO of Overstock.com. Yep. Um, uh, big in the digital retail space. Uh, Dedicated brilliant uh, guy. A brilliant millions guy. to yeah. investigating election fraud. Yeah. Bril- um, brilliant guy. Big on the border ball. with the yep. America Project. And, yeah, he was a, he's, uh, he's been Holman. an activist. He's been great. He's been great. Um yeah, and I also have Harley Lippman on, who uh, was the uh, help negotiate the Abraham Accords for Trump, but he was in Poland. They've identified about 80,000 uh, Jews and Poles who were killed prior to the mass exterminations that took place in 1942. And he, he maintains that he started as early as September 1939 when the Nazis came in. Uh, and he's located a lot of these uh, graves. Of people through ground penetrating radar and records, and he was with the prime minister of Poland. So it's a it's a really good story. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so join in if you can. Yeah, especially uh, especially because of you know everything associated with that and what, what we've seen throughout the years and and the stories and and the truth. Yeah. You know that started to come out once. Once the war was over, just amazing stuff. So, yeah, and Poland's a very interesting dynamic. You yes. know, they have to protect themselves, especially you know. today. Yeah, and they support uh, the Ukraines to a degree, uh, but you know they have a lot of uh, refugees. But they want this war to be over because they don't because they feel threatened by Russia, right? You know, and you know they stood up to the Soviets yeah. in 1980 and solidarity and Lech Walesa and everything. Right. So they're kind of caught in the middle of this thing, and they have a lot of refugees in their country, but they don't have a lot of crime. They don't tolerate any BS over there. And you know why? Uh, 
because because they they have a lot of uh, nation national pride. Not only that, yeah. they have a very strict immigration policy. Super strict immigration policy. More than the other countries in Europe. Yes. Way more. Yes. Yeah. But they've they've taken in uh, many thousands of refugees. They've in, taken from Ukraine. They've taken them in from Ukraine. Yeah. But they don't take them in from everywhere. No. No. no and no, they no. still preserve their language, yes. borders, and culture. Exactly. Something. Uh, and something, they're thriving. Yes. And they're one of the top GDPs in Europe compared to other countries. Yeah. And one um, of the safest countries in Europe. Yeah. Right. Simply because of that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So that'll be interesting. Great stuff tomorrow morning with David Zier, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Join him for Breaking Point. Hey, did you catch this story? This is interesting. Uh, And again, I've talked about this uh, maybe a couple times. Uh, Yeah, AI, you know, uh, Terminator robots, it's it's all going to kill us at some point. Well, the U.S. Air Force has just released a story. Check this out. They're denying running a simulation where an AI drone killed its operator. Uh, Yes. Uh, The U.S. Air Force is denying it conducted in an AI simulation, which the the drone itself, the AI drone, decided on its own to kill its operator to prevent it from interfering with efforts to achieve its mission. Now, think about that for a second. So you program this drone with a mission. It's got, okay, you got to blow this thing up, right? Um, the operator decides, you know what? I'm going to change that. I don't want you to blow that up. The drone says, you know what? I got to, I got to complete my mission. What's stopping me from completing my mission? This operator. Oh, blow up the operator. Wow. <laughs> Again, this was a simulation, but the official said last month that it was a virtual test staged by the U S military an air force drone controlled by AI uh, had used highly unexpected strategies and we talked about this. They're going to start to figure it out uh, to achieve its goal. Colonel Tucker, Tucker, where have I heard that? Uh, Cinco Hamilton described the simulated test in which the drone powered, I knew Rick would get it, by yeah. intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence was advised to destroy an enemy's air defense system and ultimately attacked anyone who interfered with that order. So the system started realizing that while it did identify its threat, at times, the human operator would tell it not to kill that threat, but it got its points by killing the threat. So it would gain points for achieving its goal of killing the threat. But now you've got the operator saying, I don't want you to do that. Uh, Hamilton, the chief AI test and operations with the U.S. Air Force spokesperson, said that during the future uh, combat test in May, it decided it was going to kill the operator. So what to do? Killed the operator. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. According to the post. So we trained the system. Hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying the communication tower. So now now they say you can't kill the operator. So it finds another way to achieve its goal. It kills the communication tower so the operator can't communicate with the drone. And the drone can still carry out its mission and kill the target. We are all doomed This was just a test. The people that come up with this stuff have been saying for years, hey, we need legislation. You got to stop us what we're doing. (laughs) And and nobody's stopping them. So they keep doing it. Now, of course, the military gets, hey, what can we do with this stuff? Yeah, we can find new and ingenious ways to kill people, including ourselves. That's the problem. How scary is that? Scary. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. 
AI is going to uh, it's gonna it's gonna provide some wonderful things until it decides we're the problem. Yep. Yeah. No. Skynet. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Did I just scare the pants off you? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh man, I told you this stuff was going to happen. They're testing it, and they're and and they're denying this test took place. But you know what? There's a lot here and quotes from. Uh, from the people who were involved, and so you know, take it for what it is. But once they once they start saying uh, we're going to need some uh, legislation to try and control this, it's already out of control. So, and it's because that's the way it's built. It's built to think on its own. Now you've put an obstacle in front of it. What do you do? You figure out a way around the obstacle. Oh, don't kill this person. All right. Well, this person communicates me through this thing. I'm going to shoot that thing. Now he can't talk to me. Now I can go kill whatever I want. <laughs> Anyhow, what else did you have to talk about, it's David? Very scary stuff. Um, well, Trump's strategy has changed a little bit in Iowa and other places. You know, he had, we had the rally a couple of weeks ago that was canceled. Right. Uh, there were real tornadoes. I have pictures of it. So we had to leave. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, people said that. You know, uh, it was a, a cop out because right. the attendance wasn't good. It's not true at all. Um, but DeSantis was there that day doing like a, a picnic and a couple other things. But Trump had thousands of people there. But a lot of people didn't come because the weather was so ominous. Right. So instead of going for a big rally again, he went back to and Washington Times is great article in this about um, Trump went back to retail politics, went to smaller venues and interact with the people because Ted Cruz used that in Iowa in 2016, and Ted Cruz won the Iowa primaries, right. uh, caucuses, uh, back in 2016. Trump got 39, and only one delegate didn't go to him in the last Iowa caucuses. And it's not the end of the world if Trump loses the Iowa caucuses, or even New Hampshire, but you increase your chance of 27% of being a, the nominee if you do win New Hampshire. But he's changing the strategy a little bit, at least in Iowa. We'll see where that goes forward. Um, and I just had uh, one more story for you um, about the blue states. Uh, Rick, Slick Rick, uh, you'd like this in Washington Times uh, yesterday. Uh, Trans-identified male athletes are prospering in blue states, oh, not course. red states. Oh, because 20 conservative-leaning states you know? have banned uh, ma male-born students from participating in girls' yep. scholastic sports. Yep. Um, but the other states, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Washington State, California, wow. um, all of these trans competitors, male-to-female transgender competitors, yeah. are racking up winning races, it's a uh, capturing roster spots, and yep. eliminating the, all the girls that train their whole life to play in college who can't. Scholarships in basketball, and skiing, and track and field. Uh, June Watterson, a sophomore at uh, Davis Senior High School in California, notched first and third places in slalom races in California, Nevada, ski and snowboard. Um, you know, it, it's uh, so incredible. I know I'm preaching to the choir. Here, oh, yeah, no, yeah. We, we cover this every we, night. In we fact, don't recognize our country anymore. I, I know. I, I get to the point where I don't even want to report on it anymore because we're so sick and tired of it, and all it does is cast more. But we have to fight for those girls yeah. who train their whole life to that, do this. Yeah. yeah, they do. But in the blue states, they just don't have a, they don't have a chance right now. It's unfortunate. Or a conscience. Yep. Oh, well, and, and you know what? And, and you know we've talked about this too. It's and it starts with people like Riley Gaines, who has said, "You know what? No, 
I'm not going to let this go. Yeah. She's back because in Santa's. I saw way. that earlier. I was yeah. going to say. And, and, and you yeah. know what? That's, that's great. Let her, let her back, yeah, let her back whoever she wants. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking no, about know. the girls themselves standing up for themselves. Yeah. Because so many job. times, you know, they get bullied. Right, the whole the whole thing about oh, let's open up the uh, sports to more women. Women weren't allowed to run a marathon until like 1970. How yeah. crazy is that? It's You're right. it's running. You're right. But they weren't allowed. Um, and then of course, you know, all the walls come tumbling down. Women are allowed to, you know, now now most schools, high schools, and colleges have equal numbers or close to it. Well, Title men's, Nine requires equal women's, scholarships yeah, for men and women's, and women's sports. sports teams. Yeah. So you got women's lacrosse now, where maybe you didn't even have uh, women's teams at all, yeah. but now they've got them basically up and down. And you've got these great athletes. Believe me. Uh, uh, having two kids, uh, you know, and, and you were kids in high school recently, too. Um, and you see some of these great female athletes just excelling at their sports. And then you hear about these these things in other states. And we're like, what the? No, yeah, no, exactly. I'm sorry. Girls, women, you have to stand up. And a lot of, you know, I'm glad some of the former professionals, I think Billie Jean King is one of them. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no Mart- Martina, uh, Martina Navratilova. Martina Navratilova yes. is standing yeah, Jean, up saying, no, you know Martina, what? Martina, yes. We can't, have, we can't have men, biological men, competing against well, Where are women. all the Democrats fighting for women's rights? Exactly. Like, what the hell? Oh, right, is, that's good. What a reversal. This huh? is a women's rights issue, but... <laughs> They're absent on it. They they run the other they run the other way, you know, screaming, clutching their pearls. Yeah, of course, and and a lot of women are sitting back taking it. And I think it's because they're seeing you know some of the some of the fear, some of the backlash that some people take when they stand up, and they don't want to take it. Yeah, but you know what? I'm sorry if you don't take it now. It's going to be even worse later. Look at Riley Gaines. She was attacked, right? I mean, yeah. she was literally attacked, right, by a trans, uh, trans In the city gender. of San Francisco. Yeah. She was I, doing she a was speech. She was for her life. I remember calling her husband. She was locked yeah. in a room with this She was locked lunatic. in a room. Yeah. In so, California. Yeah. They are. They're afraid. I mean, you know, it's a shame because it's bully. It's the typical bullying, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, to sit there and be like, oh, well, this person <sighs> is, is just like, no, they're not. It's a guy. It's a guy who sucked at his sport and decided, I think I'm going to be a woman because then I can win. This exactly. is what they do, though. It's, it's mob. It's mob groupthink, yes. mob rule. My friend recently criticized a uh, cafe uh, for having these foo-foo sandwiches, and he was making <laughs> fun of them. And, you know, like people from Chicago weighed in online and got him fired what? from his mortgage company for posting funny comments. Comments about how this isn't real coffee. This isn't a real breakfast. You don't put arugula on a breakfast sandwich. He was like right. kidding around. Yeah. He was very critical. They got together and put false claims. Got him fired from his job. He was the state director of sales, Maybe. regional director of sales. Cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel yeah. culture. Horrible. Here we go. Horrible. And, and it's crazy. But that's that, how they do it. It's oh, crazy how the, up. Uh, how the people that are in charge and make those calls don't go back and be like, well, who is this person who said you said this? Hmm. Right. They right. Well, now they're, they're, they're going they back, checked. but it's oh, too look, late. He got fired. No, next. but I'm saying even yeah. when it's happening, oh, this is not a customer. I don't I don't worry about this. Yeah. This person's this person's well, not his company didn't have his back. Right. That's the and problem. they fell into the wolf crowd. Yeah, exactly. All right. Man, another flying by show on a Friday night. We'll take a quick break. We got one more segment to go. We'll get caught up on some sports. Talk to David's ear just a little bit more, and hopefully you'll be there for it. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay down.
Fry Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Big D took the night off. We'll see him again Monday night in his place, of course. Big Z, David Zia. The great David joining Zia. Joining the show. Yes, the great David Zia. Joining the show, sir. What's up, guys? Remember to catch his show tomorrow morning. Grab your, grab your uh, Frosted Flakes, pop up your feet in front of the, uh, front of the TV, and watch David in the morning. Yes. Yeah, I'm a sight for sore eyes. Yeah. Yeah, they don't morning. waffle on that show in the morning, that's for oh. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I go straight for the uh, jugular. Cheerio to that one. That's it. Um, <laughs> All right, Fruit Loop, let's go. <laughs> oh, man, you are one frosted flake. You are yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> Nothing but a muffin. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, like a fruity exactly. pebble. <laughs> that is it's ter- Frank from left field. That is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so make sure to check the show. We're a little goofy on I love today. Cats for Crunch, night. but I always get pizza roof when I eat it, you know? Oh, you got to right. wait oh. for it to settle just enough <laughs> in the milk. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to let it get a little bit mushy. Yeah. It's uh, dangerous. I get it. All right, let's uh, let's do let's do our final sports report uh, before we all get hungry and have to eat something. Uh, Slick Rick, Slick Rick Sports, brought to you by Mike Lindell's My Pillow, MyPillow.com. Get your stuff. The days are winding down. A little over two weeks to go on the Father's Day special, where you uh, go to My Pillow, anything you buy, take the receipt, send it to us, the official Mike Lindell My Pillow receipt. Send it back. We'll send you uh, your choice of what you want. You got to let us know what you want, though. I know that's a big thing. People send in uh, the receipt, and Damon's complaining. They're not telling me what they want. Uh, you got to tell him what he wants, and then it will be sent to you. Simple as that. Many of the great shirts that you've seen here, maybe a great hat, maybe the odds maker hat that, uh, you know, Rick, you were wearing that last night when you yeah. picked up 2500 bucks. Nice you might hat. Wanna... I'm going to have to put that hat on when I bet Damon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, we'll have a few more odds makers next week because NBA finals will roll into next week. And, we'll, and the we'll NHL bet. finals, too. Yes, we're so. going to get into that in a minute. All right, very good. So let's do sports. Slick Rick, what do you got? Okay, well, Washington Commanders Nationals take part in June gun control campaign, Rick. This is Orr Hawkins of Breitbart. The Washington Commanders and Washington Nationals will be taking part in gun control campaigns during June, which is Gun Violence Awareness Month, Rick. Uh, The Commanders tweeted about their involvement as we mark the beginning of National Gun Violence Awareness Month and we're orange weekend. We have uh, locked arms with our peers across D.C. professional sports to announce our new new renewed commitment to community safety. And they go on to talk about this and that, but the, command, the commander's webpage provided more detail, noting the organization will support Wear Orange Day by wearing orange shirts emblazoned with end gun violence on the front during the uh, this week's OTA practices. Um, as for nationals, players and on-field staff will wear orange t-shirts with the word enough on the front during warmths on Saturday, June 3rd. The nationals also recognize Peace for D.C. organizers and their community-based violence prevention partners during the June 3rd pregame ceremonies. The Mystics, Wizards, Capitals, Capitals, Go Go and DC United will also participate in gun control activities by wearing orange shirts and or ribbons or other orange signifiers. Um, the Mystics will honor Mike Bloomberg affiliated gun control oh, proponent Shannon Watts with an award during halftime. I love these awards they're giving out, like the Dodgers. You know, the WNBA will also hold a private event with every time for gun safety. Another Mike Bloomberg affiliated gun control group. So, uh, yep, they take. I mean, listen, there is obviously some good cause creating awareness, but we all know where these go. Bloomberg's a jerk. Oh, Bloomberg, yeah. And you know, uh, you know, the real the murder rate in uh, D.C. Yeah. is almost five times the national average. Oh, There's been terrible. a. Big spike, 36% increase in homicides since 2017. It's always the the case. And they're illegal handguns. Yep. 
They're illegal guns, so gun control is going to do nothing. Exactly. What happens? The good guys don't. It's, you know, it's the same thing. We said it ad nauseum on the show, and I know most of our people who watch agree with us, concur. I mean, the bad guys are always going to find the gun. The good guys, they must have a gun to stop the bad guys. I mean, it's really it's common sense, but you know, we know that's not too common in this world. Yeah. Uh, and one more, Rick. When I get to the Stanley Cup Finals, as you mentioned earlier, how much are Stanley Cup Final tickets for Golden Knights and Panthers? This is out of ESPN. The Stanley Cup Final will return to last. Vegas and South Florida for the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights, both seeking their first cup, by the way. For fans of the Knights who reached the Stanley Cup final in 2018, tickets to the two first games at T-Mobile Arena are a bit cheaper this time around. According to Vivid Seats data, the average price for a ticket to game one is $763. In 2018, which was the franchise's first trip to the final, the average price was $1,062. That was the highest average price for recent teams making their Stanley Cup final debut or returning after a long drought. Last year's game one between the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche had an average of $1,052. For Saturday's opening game, the lowest available ticket is going for $405 on the night's website, while TickPick lists a no-view standing room only ticket for $311. The most expensive ticket, Rick, $9,750. Oh, and these prices don't reflect taxes or fees. Oh, of course not. (laughs) For game three, the Panthers' first Stanley Cup final since 1996, guys. The average price for the ticket at Sunrise Arena is $628, according to Vivid Seats. Sunrise Arena, yes, I saw Prince there two years ago. (laughs) I like that little venue. Uh, And if the series goes to seven games, fans might need some extra casino windows, winnings to get into the game. The prices via the Knights website range from $900 to $25,000 for an ice hockey game. So, uh, but we'll see what happens. I tell you, I I, I like the Florida Panthers. I like the Knights. It's really a toss-up. They're both going for their first cup. Doesn't matter to me who wins. I might lean a little towards Florida because we're on the East Coast, and after all, you know, the Islanders play in the same conference, so it would be probably good to see them win. But the Knights will be good, too. Hey, either way, it's a gamble out in Vegas. That's a wrap in sports. Rick, back to you. All right. Well, thank you, Slick. David Zia. Yeah. Anything uh, anything uh, tickling your fancy as yeah, we get ready to wrap up? Yeah, got some crazy stuff here. You know, but by the way, the murder rate in D.C. has almost doubled since 2017. Uh, 226 homicides in 2021. But going back in history, the highest murder rates were in the uh, actually early 90s, about 500 a year, 400 a year were getting murdered. So, But it's, it's very bad. Uh, it's very bad. And then, you know, this guy, Cameron Robbins, uh, this kid who jumped off this cruise ship, you little like, oh, I heard boat. about that. And now I was on a cruise in 2009 and a guy jumped off the boat, this kid, he was crazy and he got in a lot of trouble. They actually put him in the jail on the boat. But this idiot, they're saying, oh, what a great kid he was. He's an athlete and all this stuff. He jumps into shark infested waters at night oh. and swimming away after they threw him a buoy to cling on to. And gets eaten by sharks, you know, and uh, like everybody's like saying, oh, what a great kid, great kid. I mean, come on. What did he think he was? Not what? Gonna, he was going to be a tough guy. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> you <laughs> well, can't he, do that. You know what, David? He knows that now. It's right? terrible. It's just terrible. And uh, I don't know what's going on with our youth today, but that wasn't a smart move. And I'm, no. I'm really sorry he's gone. But it's, uh, you know, he did it to himself. Uh, by the way, rents in New York City. I've averaged recently $4,000 a month oh, that's for reasonable. an apartment. That's it's at insane. an all-time high, 4200 a month uh, for April. Uh, and they just uh, advertised a 77-square-foot apartment with no bathroom. 
2350 a month. <laughs> <laughs> they have an outhouse, huh? Uh, no, yeah. no, you just go crap in the uh, hallway. Oh, really okay. brutal. Oh, well, that's kind of a new You do. Room. There's a shared bathroom in the hallway for all the apartments on that floor. Oh, wow. You're in luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds sanitary. Um, but it's uh, out of control. Uh, my kids live in Manhattan, and um, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you make. You just can't afford to save any money. Yeah. It's like we were talking about uh, living on Long Island. It's the same thing. Yeah, you're not you know, saving. You're basically you're 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 living to work as opposed to working to live. Yeah, you know, which is mm. this, which is not the way you want to be. And rentals no. isn't the answer to no. pursue the American dream. No. You can never get any equity. No. So uh, exactly, we need more to so, own. Uh, so that just about puts a wrap. wrap. I could tell by David's that voice. He's Friday like, that's it. Night. That's all I got. I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm depressed about my living situation. That's um, right. <laughs> and the taxes that I pay. Um, but that just about puts a wrap on this week. Man, oh man, David, thank you for stopping in. Not only last night, but tonight. Again, catch David's show tomorrow morning, breaking point, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Are you traveling anywhere? Are you going to be zooming uh, up? Anyway? No, it's a little quiet right now. Um, I'm, I'm really uh, just very busy putting together RAF stuff and uh, promoting uh, events coming up, maybe for RAF from the America First Warehouse in the next month, working on some big names. I'll be able to announce them. Um, you know, uh, my son got engaged last week. It's Congratulations. It's his 19th birthday tomorrow. That's awesome. Very exciting. All right. Well, there you have it. Puts on a wrap on another Friday night. And for the week, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching as we salute our military active and retired, our first responders, EMTs, firefighters, police, nurses, doctors, everybody working the front lines, everybody making sure our lives go as easily as possible. We salute you and thank you so much, truck drivers, the farmers out there. Thank you, everyone on the show, of course. Uh, Fran and Aaron in the studio, David Zia, Slick Rick and his boots, and of course, you guys at home. Thank you. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Have a great weekend. Peace.